0: This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Welcome back to the show. Benji Shulman, 101.9 High FM, the New Blue Review. Now, more than 17 years ago, David Kramer, uh, a good South African boy, who uh, has to be said is not the country musician, uh, decided to make Aliyah, and he's had an amazing career. Uh, after that, he's consulted for Jewish non-profits, he uh, had an interesting range of t-shirts, and he also wrote a book. So we thought we would get him online and have a chat to him about his life and work, uh, and, uh, and see what we could do. We're going to be chatting to David Kramer, uh, and seeing what he is up to. Uh, crossing now to David Kramer. David, how you doing? Okay, Benji, how you doing? Very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, so before we get into some of the work that you do, uh, about did you make Alia, uh, from South Africa and, uh, did you have a strong communal, uh, Involvement when
1: you were here. Um, okay, so I made I made Aliyah twenty years ago, um, and I was I, I was very involved in the, in the in the Jewish community in South Africa before that. I was involved in Ben um as a madrich, and uh, I became rosh machaneh eventually. And I also worked for the South African Zionist Federation for a very brief period of time.
0: Okay, and so you you had uh, uh, a bit of a. Uh, communal career before you uh, went to Israel uh, and uh, that must have been quite a life-changing experience for you
1: um, yes you can say that in the least uh, certainly Israel Israel is a is definitely a life-changing experience um, and you know 20 years on um, you know it's definitely become my home um, and the place that the place that I live
0: so once you got there uh what kind of stuff uh did you get involved in what what was it like uh to uh to to be there and do things because initially you you were involved uh, with work that uh, was not necessarily uh community focused was more diplomacy and uh and public affairs so i
1: arrived in israel in january 2001 um two weeks later i i, I conscripted to the army to the israeli army um, so the first experience that I had in Israel was actually serving the Army. I served here for two years. um It was a very interesting time in the country. Um, at that time, it was the second Intifada which was going on. So it was very intense there were there were attacks going you know happening daily. Um, and i think I think that experience very much shaped um, you know kind of the 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 years that were
0: to follow after that. And once you uh, were f- finished in the army, you then headed up to the United Nations uh, as well. Um,
1: yeah, so so briefly before the army, actually, I was uh, I joined six Israeli students. Um, we, we we went down to the uh, to the world conference against racism, which was actually in South Africa. Um, that became a very interesting conference where where um, where Israel was very much put on the agenda. Um, and I joined six Israelis at the time at the, as a spokesperson at the student conference um, of, that, um, of that conference. Um, so, yes, I was, I was involved in a little bit of diplomacy before the army. Um, and it was a very interesting contrast to hear many of the accusations that were, made at, um, that were made against the Israeli army and against Israel. And then, you know, a couple of months later to actually be serving in the Israeli army. It was a very interesting observation for myself.
0: It must have been actually more than just an interesting experience. I mean, that racism conference was really the beginnings of what we think about of BDS today, and uh, you know the apartheid analogy, all that kind of thing. Accounts that I've read seem to suggest it was quite a scary experience. Um,
1: correct, Benji. It, it, it was it it was a very it was a very extreme conference. Um, you know, I'll never I'll never forget walking into the opening ceremony of the conference. I was standing next to a young Ethiopian girl, Ora, who I'm still in touch with today, um, and, and there, there were 20,000 people from all over the world that were wearing a T-shirt that they had received that afternoon at the registration of the conference with a very clear message against Israel, um, and that and that kind of set the tone for the week. You know, wherever we went, we were violently um, assaulted um, and protested against. We had security with us all the time, um, so um, and, and correct it it was that that was probably the start of
0: the of the BDS the BDS movement as well. So you were there right from the beginning. Now I think many people uh will know you uh from your work uh with T shirts. Uh you you had uh, and still have uh, a, a program of, of creating T shirts with subtle messaging. How did that come about?
1: All right, I was I was in the Israeli city of Sderot um, in two thousand and five, um, when a story happened with a young girl, her name was Ella Abakasis. She was walking home from a youth group meeting in the evening, and the siren went off. And this young 11-year-old girl, she was walking with her brother. She looked around her. She saw there was nowhere to um, there was nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. So she she literally placed her brother in the middle of the street, and she covered him with her entire body. Um, and un- unfortunately, the rocket landed right next to them, and Ella was tragically killed from the rocket. But she yet she you know, physically, she totally saved her brother's life. I um, mean, that that was a story that that not only moved me, um, but it, it definitely moved the country. Um, it put Sterot as a city on the map. Um, but the more the more that I continued after that story, the more I, I realized that people still had never heard of the story. Um, they'd never heard of Ella's story. They'd never heard of the city of Sterot. So I came up with the idea to to design a T-shirt. Um, that would tell the story of Sterot. I had very little expectations as to what would happen afterwards, but I had a lot of luck. Uh, luck in that I connected with some famous musicians in Israel, and I got them to wear the T-shirt on stage and to start telling the story of, of Ella and Sterot. Um, and so began this uh, this uh, this initiative that I created, that using T-shirts and design and fashion to tell to tell important stories in Israel.
0: Uh, we're talking today to David Kramer. He is uh, with us live from Jerusalem in Israel, and uh, we're talking to him about his uh, journey to Israel and some of the initiatives that he's been involved with. Uh, if you have uh, a question, you can telegram us on 0618951019, or you can SMS us on 345. 345- one nine. Maybe you were even with David uh, when he was in Benakiver, and you want to say hello. Uh, we'd be very happy uh, to to take you. Uh, so, Dave, when, when that happened, uh, and and you started this, it wasn't the only story that you told. I mean, you you ended up creating quite a lot of T-shirts out of this, uh, and it even went beyond as well, went around the world.
1: Yes, yeah, so correct. So after after that shirt with the with the story of Sterot, um, I started to look for other for other stories to tell. I was working full-time at the time on another initiative, um, and I started to research Israel. You know, even though I was brought up in a Zionistic youth movement, and I came from a Zionistic home, um, there's, there's there's so much more to discover about this country, and I started to come across this narrative of the non-profit world in Israel. Um, you know, Israel has more non-profit organizations than any other country per capita in the world. Today, we have over 32,000 charities, um, and... Most people have never heard of these stories—stories um, stories of people that have dedicated their lives to, you know, to better the world. So I started to connect with with people all over Israel, um, people from every walk of life, religious, secular, um, that were trying to—that that all kind of had the same goal, um, you know, to make to make this world a better place. Um, and new campaign became a great initiative to 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 kind of express those to express those stories.
0: And, uh, and what was the reaction like when you uh, started with the T-shirts and, and, and wearing them? Were people very supportive?
1: They were extremely supportive. Um, I, would, I would go around to hotels in the evening after work. Um, I would meet with any tourist group that was prepared to give me five minutes of their time. And I would start to tell the stories of the, of the shirt, and then I would sell them. And I, I started to do this for a number of months, and I sold thousands of T-shirts. And that's I took I took the money and I donated some of the money to organisations, uh, to actually an organisation in Sterat. and the rest of the money I, I took and I, I started to establish this organisation. So, I would say that the the reaction in the beginning was extremely positive, and the reaction today from the work that we do is also is also very is also very positive.
0: Well, we're going to be getting uh, much more into that work just after the break. Uh, we're going to take a short one. We come back. We'll be speaking again to David Kramer. This is the new blue review with Benji Schulman. Now, David, once you had uh, established this uh, T-shirt company, how did it work from there? What did you start to do then?
1: All right. So I was I was a very inexperienced uh, entrepreneur back then. Um, not saying that I'm very experienced today, but I, re- I really never had a clue in the beginning um, what I was doing. Um, I built I built a website. I had a I had a website built uh, for me, um, and I. I started to reach out to people that had an influence. So we were I was speaking to musicians, I was speaking to comedians, any, anyone who had a public profile. Um and I and I started to get them to wear the shirts, uh, you know, wherever they were, wherever they were performing. And that became a very great vehicle to get to get the word out. Um today today I work a lot with tourist groups um that that come from all over the world to Israel. Um and we run we run an amazing workshop together with them where they actually get to choose and design their own their own campaign for something that's important to them
0: very very interesting and a, a bit of a, a bit of a startup t-shirt nation story there for you on the show today <laughs> now, so david something else that you've done in recent years is actually r- write a book you have put together uh, stories and uh, um and, and and interviews with people who've been working uh, on on uh, issues uh, of of NGOs and the Startup Nation, what uh, inspired you to do that? I, I take it it must have been from people that you were meeting through the T-shirt business. That's correct, Benji.
1: So so I came to the conclusion two year, about two years ago that the more I, the more I worked and told and told the stories of these amazing individuals, the more I found that people still have not have not heard their stories. So I decided that there ne- there needed to be another medium to tell the story. So I I I I started to collect the stories of all these organizations, the founders of these organizations that I worked with, um, and actually the book has just been printed. Um, it's it's going to be published next month in Israel and 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 the United States, uh, maybe hopefully in South Africa we can get a few copies, um, and it's it's a it's it's really just a collection of stories about people in Israel that are trying to change the world. That um, the book the book is called State of the Heart. I'm um, trying to connect people to the what I call the heart and soul of the Jewish people which is really the humanitarian and compassionate side of the state of Israel.
0: And uh, and you and previously you would published other 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 things in this there's there's the United Nation as well uh, that you've done. Uh, so this is all really connected to the work that you do.
1: Correct. This in fact it's it's it, it's actually the same book. Uh, the United Nations was it was a previous version that I self-published myself. Um I got that to a certain stage, and I, I realized that it needed to be published officially by by an official publisher. And then it took a num- it took another year for for me to find uh, to find a publisher. And I've been working the past couple of months with uh, with a great company called Urim Publications. Um, and hopefully, they will be able to get the book into stores and uh, and take it around the world.
0: So what was that like uh, putting together a book? It must have taken quite a long time. You've got about 40 interviews in there. Uh, that must have been a lot of work.
1: Well, the first, the first reaction that I had when I published the book was that I actually wanted to take it to my English teacher from school. Um, who, you know, who always, who always correctly felt that I never had much hope in the, in, the, in the field of English. So that was the first feeling that I had after the book. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. It's something that I never ever thought that I would do in this world—that I would write a book. Um, now that I've done it, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that I've done it. And for me, it's just an extension of the work that I do. It's a vehicle to continue to tell the story, which I really, really believe is, is, you know, is 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 super important. You know, I work I work with a lot of people that come from around the world, and I'm sure many people in South Africa can relate to this idea: is that people have this preconceived perception of what of what Israel is. Um, most people are afraid of Israel. They think they think it's a country of conflict and hatred. And yet, when you come here, you realize the story is so is so different. It's so much more diverse. It's more complex than what you thought. And um, so, for me, this is just a it's a great merit that I get to tell the story.
0: Do you have a favorite story that you wrote in the book? Was it a, a difficult thing to compile, getting people to go on record and, and and say what they had done?
1: In Israel, everyone has a story. Um, So people, people are very willing to share their stories. Um, If I could share one story from the book, it's a it's a difficult question for me, but if I could share one which which actually happened very recently, Um, last year there was I interviewed a doctor at 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 one of the largest hospitals in Israel at Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem, and he told me the story that the previous day that I'd interviewed him, a young woman came to the northern border in Israel and she was carrying a child. And the doctors realized that if this child was not operated within the next 24 hours, um, this child was going to this child was going to pass away. Um, and they they immediately rushed the the woman and baby to Hadassah Hospital. And at the pre up just before the operation, the woman revealed to the Arabic-speaking social worker that she was not the mother of the child. And that placed the hospital in a in an incredible predicament that. They had a couple of hours left to save this child's life, and yet legally they weren't allowed to touch the child because they needed a, a they needed consent from one of the parents. And according to Dr. Gollender, who is the head of pediatric heart surgery at Adassa, he called in frustration the soldiers that had sent the child, that had allowed the child to come into Israel, and he told them that if you guys got us in this mess, you guys are going to have to get us out this mess. And that evening, the Israeli army organized a secret mission to go into Syria and to find the child's father. Um, who who its own family had not seen in a number of years, and they found him, they brought him to the border, he signed the consent papers, and the next morning the child had open-heart surgery and life was saved in Israel.
0: Wow, that is incredible. Uh, And I'm sure just one of the stories uh, that we see in the book. Dave, uh, if people want to get hold of you, get hold of the book, how can they do it?
1: Okay, if if you Google Urim Publications' State of the Heart, um, it should be number one on Google at the moment. Um, so I, I, would, I would imagine that that's the easiest way to get hold of the book.
0: Fantastic. David Kramer, joining us there from Israel, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Benji. Have a great day.